Hello, welcome back to Lifelong Podcast. My name is Heidi Kunjan and I am your host. And today we are going to be talking about baby food, but not just any baby food. We're talking about the healthiest baby food and the number one selling baby food on Amazon. So this episode is fantastic for parents, for parents-to-be, and also those that are just passionate about the clean food movement. Because my guest today, who let's do a little drum roll, please, is Joe Carr of Serenity Kids. Joe and Serenity, it's a husband and wife duo, they started Serenity Kids because they wanted their baby girl to grow up healthy and strong. And when they began looking for baby foods, they were outraged by how much sugar and how little nutrition was available. So they decided to make their own. And it created to mimic the nutrients of breast milk and all of their formulas and baby foods are made from pasture-raised meats and sourced from the highest quality small American farms. And it's, of course, organic and free of all the bad stuff. And they also won the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But I'm giving far too much away. I want Joe to get right into it and share the backstory and share the mission behind the brand because there is an extreme alignment between Serenity Kids and the Lifelong Podcast. And with that, please join me in welcoming Joe Carr. Hello, Joe. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. I am so excited to have you here today. You're from Serenity Kids, one of, if not the most healthy baby food pouch option on the market. And Mm -hmm. for those unfamiliar, I would love for you to jump right into it and let the audience know who is my Serenity Kids and what is the inspiration behind your brand? Yeah. Serenity Kids, we make baby and toddler foods that are the most nutrient dense possible. We like to say the most nutrition per bite. So we focus on organic and regeneratively farmed meats, organic veggies, and really good fats like olive oil to create this balance of fat, protein, and carbs that is ideal for a baby, most nutrition per bite, that also taste great and are in that convenient shelf-stable pouch format. We also have puffs and formula. That's awesome. Yeah. And what makes Serenity Kids different from the other ones on the market? Because it it does seem like there are a lot of different options. I'm not a parent yet, but I've made my way down the aisle before and seeing that there are a lot of options. And I've heard that Serenity Kids really, really is the best out there. So what makes you different? Yeah, well, besides us, baby foods have an organic baby food specifically have an average of nine grams of sugar per pouch, which is a a lot of sugar. So, you know, nine grams for a 15 pound baby is like 90 grams for a 150 pound adult. Babies start eating multiple of these a day, you know, they end up with upwards of 30 grams of sugar. So our products are all very low in sugar. We have below, everything has below four grams of sugar and everything that we have. And that just comes from vegetables. The other baby foods are also don't contain protein or fat. They're less than 4% have meat and none of that meat is well sourced. And less than 1% had decent fat, even though breast milk is about half fat and babies need 30 grams of fat a day. And yet baby foods besides us are all carbs. It's just sugar, you know, it's fruit and vegetables. And so, you know, we balance ours with really good protein and fat. Our pouches have, our meat pouches have five grams of protein per pouch, five grams of fat per pouch, 
along with the really nutrient-dense vegetable carbs. So they taste savory. Most baby foods taste pretty sweet. So ours are tasty and they have this really, really good high quality meat in them, which really no other baby food has. And then they're that nice macronutrient balance. That's awesome. Yeah, I would imagine just if I were to go in the store and pick up some different pouches and just start looking at them, they're all fruit, sugary. And the fact that you use that example of multiplying it to a 150 pound adult that is so much sugar and that can cause all sorts of i'm sure behavioral problems sleep problems the whole the whole gamut so that's so wonderful how did you and serenity figure out what opened you up to all of this yeah well we had our own very difficult childhoods we were both pretty sick kids serenity she, you know, sugar addiction and over antibiotic use just destroyed her gut. So she was just sick all through childhood, constantly getting sick, constantly getting antibiotics, eating way too much sugar and processed foods, cycle or repeat, repeat, repeat to the point where she couldn't even eat food without medicine. She had to take medication every day just to be able to eat. I think they were called proton proton inhibitors or proton pump inhibitors mm-hmm. that she had to take to with that to not have pain from drinking water like she was her gut was so messed up and she got tired of taking that medication and did some research on nutrition her dad recommended a book that he'd sent her on the paleo diet this was very early when paleo was very new she read it, it made a lot of sense to her so she decided to try it and it worked like cutting out the grains and the sugars and the processed foods and instead switching to really good meats, vegetables and fats really healed her gut and got her off that medicine and like transformed her health. So she decided to leave her corporate Fortune 500 jobs to go become a food coach to help other people heal themselves with food, which is how eventually she met me. I'm autistic. I was not diagnosed as a child, so I had a lot of social and physical challenges, a lot of food sensitivities. It turns out I had really high heavy metal toxicity, you know, so I had to do a lot of heavy metal cleansing in adulthood, but always just very sensitive to food additives, to dyes, to sugars, to, I was very sensitive to gluten and dairy, but I didn't know any of that as a kid because nobody knew that at that time and they didn't even know I was autistic. So I was... I was kind of a picky eater, so I was living on canned ravioli and nachos. It's basically my diet. So I had a lot of gut issues, a lot of stomach pain, dealt with some obesity, as well as mood, you know, a lot of anxiety, a lot of things associated with autism, obsessive compulsion and irritability and, and a lot of difficulty. So in adulthood, in my pathway to integrate autism, I had started playing around with diet, but when I met Serenity, she really inspired me to integrate diet a lot more into that and really help transform my health and my experience by you know, essentially switching to paleo diet, you know, low inflammation foods. Like I just am sensitive to inflammation, so is she. So we're just, what's the lowest inflammation, which is essentially, you know, good meats, fats, and veggies, and, you know, very much limiting those sugars, processed foods, and grains. And that was really transformative for me as, as well as I did some, you know, had to do some heavy metal cleansing, acupuncture, Chinese herbs, you know, some other things to heal as well. So we had this healing journey that food was at the center of, and we started planning to have a baby and started looking for foods because we didn't want our kid to be sick like us. So we're like, what kind of baby foods aren't there? And we were so disappointed with what we found in the baby food aisle, all those stats I just told you. Really, it was all sugar and grain, which are foods, those are the foods that made us sick. 
So we're like, where's the meat? Where's the fat? You know, how's this? How's there still so much rice and wheat? And like, you know, not to mention all the heavy metal toxicity that was coming out about all the heavy metal contaminants in baby food. And, you know, so, so we, we went in the kitchen, made a different kind of baby food, you know, utilizing the most nutrient dense ingredients based on the macronutrients of nature's perfect baby food, which is breast milk. Breast mm -hmm. milk is the ideal baby food. And it's a really nice balance of fat, carbs, and protein. And surprise, as an animal product, I like to call it a free range animal product. Yeah. And so, you know, basically that's what babies need. There was a lot of agreement on this. The paleo niche bloggers to the USDA's Guide for Infant Nutrition, everyone agreed babies need a good amount of fat balanced with protein and carbs with animal products being uh, essential. And yet baby food aisle was all grain and processed sugars. So we recreated these balanced meals that, that in addition to being the most nutrition are also the best sourcing. You know, we source our meat and veggies from the best of the best family farmers that are utilizing organic and regenerative agriculture. That's so awesome. I like to say they're the ingredients, they're the best ingredients on the planet and also for the planet. And they taste awesome. You don't need sugar to make foods taste good. And we've proven that, that kids and babies will eat foods that taste good without sugar if you get the flavors right with the, you know, the right balance of the right veggies and meats. And there's a lot of data that shows introducing savory flavors, a variety of flavors early to babies sets them up for healthy eating later in life. You know, they're forming their palate in that first six to 18 months mm -hmm. of life. And if you give them a bunch of sugary foods, there basically leads to sugar addiction and obesity is what the data says. And if you give them a lot of meats and veggies and bitters and sours and all kinds of different flavors, they grow up eating a lot more diverse foods and have a much more balanced, healthy diet. So we make that easier to get that nutrition into a baby. Babies are hard to feed. So get as much nutrition as you can in there at the most critical time in the cleanest way. We have elaborate quality testing. You know, we feed these to our baby. So yeah. we do an incredible amount of quality testing. We partner with the Clean Label Project who independently tests our products for over 200 different contaminants commonly found in baby food. You know, heavy metals like arsenic, mercury, lead, agrochemicals like glyphosate, pharmaceutical residues, plasticizers. They test for all that and they determine that all of our products meet their highest standards, that we have the cleanest of the cleanest foods on the market for our baby and all babies. That's amazing. Yeah, the Clean Label Project is is so great. I really love another brand, Lovebird Cereal, and they mm -hmm. have that yeah. same certification. So yes. I, I, when they got that certification, I went on the, the Clean Label Project website and started looking through the database of the other brands. And I, I saw Serenity Kids. So when I have mm -hmm. kids in the future, I definitely will be feeding them the best of the best. Park is a friend of ours. We actually source the same cassava from Nicaragua, this amazing oh, awesome. fair trade cassava, low, the lowest heavy metal cassava on the planet. Like we tested it all. And this is like the best cassava we could find. So we use the wow. same as him and, and have a lot of brand synergies there. So yeah, yeah. We, we love Lovebird. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you sharing yours and Serenity's story and being vulnerable and sharing about your struggles. I'm glad that you both were able to make lemonade out of those health struggles. And that I, I see that a lot with, with people in this field of holistic health and nutrition. And they they suffered and they went through different health things. And at the end of the day, realized that there is a better way. And 
let's get the word out there. So I, I really, again, appreciate you sharing your both of your stories and then also being a solution. At the end of the day, like you're offering a solution because our food system is so, so toxic, not to mention our world is so toxic. And, you know, being autistic, being more sensitive to these different exposures. Oh. And now there's even more people, autistic or not, are becoming sensitive because there's such an over overburden from yeah. the air, the water, the even fabrics and right, everywhere Bombarded. building materials. So yeah, I love, love brands that are contributing not only to human health, but also planet health and doing all the right things. And speaking of, there's two follow-up questions. My first question, why is it that most of these baby foods on the market are filled with grains and sugar and they're not filled with the, the good fats and meats when, like you said, the data really points that this is the best thing for babies are meats and fats and it's similar to breast milk. So why are the options so bad? Yeah, it's a very good question. We'd really like to think that it's not intentional that these food companies aren't trying just to go for the cheapest ingredients to make the most money. We'd like to think that. There's probably some people that, that are doing that. So there's some of that. These aren't, that's the cheapest thing, right? First and foremost, grains and fruits are cheap. It's easy to get kids to eat sugar and grains. Like they're hyper palatable. They taste good. You know, it's very easy to make grains crunchy. It's very easy to make fruits, you know, those fruit sweeteners. They're sweet, so it tastes good. So it's easy to sell a lot of them. It's easy to get them to eat. There was this low fat movement of the 80s turns out to have been sponsored by the sugar industry. Mm. And, and the, so there's this like fear of fat that is just now going away in this last couple of years. We're seeing people recognize there is a good fat, but still you see like fat and saturated fat, you know, talked about as bad. So there's this idea that fat was bad and therefore they kind of took it out of baby food because it's like, oh, it's not healthy. Fat's bad for you. And then there's been in the, in the natural food space, you know, so the most innovation of baby food has been in organic and, and natural foods. And the natural food industry has a history of being afraid of meat, that the vegetarian vegans really said meat is bad for you, meat is bad for the planet, all these myths, none of it's true, meat's actually really good and there's ways to make it really great for the planet, but that was this ethos. So they kind of took the fat out, they took the meat out, that kind of all really only leaves you with fruit and some vegetables and, and grains, which, you know, this whole grain, whole fresh fruit idea that that's healthy of course, that's not what's on the aisle. It's highly processed fruit. Turns out to be a little more similar to jam, as mm. well as you know, very low nutrition grains, which are high in heavy metals, hard to digest. And so, you know, it's it's just a kind of a a lot of the rest of the grocery stores being updated. You know, we're seeing more fat, more meat, lower sugar products, more carb consciousness. It just it was took took longer to get to baby. It's very hard to have innovation in baby food. It's dominated by the five other major brands are all owned by very massive food corporations. So it's very, very a lot of barriers to entry. It's very hard for us to launch the products. It took us two years to get the products launched. So very hard to get factory space. The packaging format is very unique and challenging. 
and you know there's very low margins like it's it's hard to make a lot of money in it and we're competing with big food and most parents once they have a baby and they realize the lack of baby food how are they going to start a company they've just had a baby it's like you know have being postpartum and now having a baby your whole life's disrupted it's very hard to start a company so serenity and i you know the stars aligned for us to start it before we had our baby <laughs> so we had mm-hmm. everything in place and moving our products actually launched the same day our baby was born no way which was crazy could never have been wow. planned like products were super late baby was early And, you know, but always meant to be that day. And, uh, you know, they've skyrocketed since then. But it was very, very hard. I'm not surprised that that there's been so little innovation because it's super challenging to do. It's not a huge market. Our customers age out at about one to two years old max. So you have to reacquire your customer constantly. So it's just a lot of food entrepreneurs. It's like if they're going to innovate, they'd much rather make a chip or a drink or something that they can feed to everybody. And it took a, a lot of a lot of passion and commitment from us to say, no, we're going to do this better. We're going to do it differently and we're going to win at it. And, and it worked. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say that you you must be winning because I, I see you in grocery stores of all kinds. So, yeah, congrats. I'm we're really over 15,000 15, stores nationwide. Wow. So pretty much every major grocery store chain also a huge online business. So we're, we're top baby food on Amazon. We have four of the top 10 best-selling spots on Amazon. You know, we have strong website sales, a really great subscription program. So a lot of, a lot wow. of subscribers and that yeah, we're the, all those, yeah, right. And all those stores were the fastest yeah. selling. We sell more per, per unit, you know, than every other, every other brand next to us. So in natural wow. channel and conventional channels, People, you know, really, really buy a lot of our products. There's a lot of loyalty and we suspect older kids and adults are eating them as well because it's a, there's not very much non-toxic, low, low inflammation packaged food. You know, it's very hard on a snack if you're on a limited diet and you're trying to go for maximum nutrition and, and, and clean products you know, you might want to try some our pouch purees. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I mean, I'm thinking even for traveling, like grabbing mm-hmm. a pouch of one of the the yep. meat purees or something before a trip. I mean, totally. I would eat it. <laughs> Camping, air- hiking, running, yeah. traveling. Oh my gosh. In the middle running. of the night, you know, you need a yeah. snack, you wake up, you need to balance your blood sugar. They're, pow- they're amazing blood sugar balancers because they're that perfect yeah. blend of fat, protein, and carbs. So if your blood sugar is tanking or you really feel good. that, you can eat one of those. It works great for our daughter. She's re- reaching that hangry stage. Mm. We give her a pouch. She's four and a half. She still loves them. You know, That's so good. we give her a pouch that balances the blood sugar out. And our, our new smoothies are especially good for adults. We redefined mm-hmm. the smoothie. We made it from organic coconut milk, veggies and berries, and grass-fed collagen. So nice. really low sugar, but tastes awesome. And it's a little more easier to eat a puree that you call a smoothie because smoothies are already a pureed format. So yeah. you can eat a pouch and not feel like you're eating baby food. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I totally need to go stock up. My niece is one and a half and she, when she was, I think, I don't know, when she was still a little baby, I remember her favorite food was the salmon pouch from Serenity mm-hmm. Kids. Great. Yeah. It was our most requested meat. We, we put out our beef and chicken pouches and we did a survey, which meat would you like? And wildcat salmon was like number one, like above turkey. Like wow. people wanted salmon more than they wanted turkey. We're the only grass-fed bison baby food. We're the mm, first yes. only bison. Lila, my niece loves that one too. Yeah, really good. Really amazing, regenerating North America for thousands of years. 
incredible nutrition, really unique taste. And yeah. that pouch tastes good. A lot of adults like the bison pouch. It's a, we mix it with kabocha squash, which is a really oh, I love sweet, kabocha. sweet flavor. It tastes sweet, but it's low in carbs. It's a great combo. That's awesome. I love that. So when it comes to healthier packaged foods, what should parents or people be on the lookout for when they're in the grocery store? So there's very ingredients, hard. labels, certifications. Yeah, it's so hard. I mean, I think your your listeners probably already noted this limit packaged foods in general. There's mm-hmm. so few that are great that first and foremost, it's about moderation. So yeah. you can use packaged foods when you need to, when you're on the go, when you know, when it's it's in a hurry, but not as a standard part of the diet. You know, if they if you have a if you send a snack to school, you know, try to make if it's something anything they eat every day should really be fresh foods, things that you make. You know, put put whole ingredients in there. So limiting it is first and foremost. Then, you know, looking at the next is it's looking at the grams of sugar. You got to look, turn it over and look at the grams because it's not, you know, it might sound healthy and might not even look that sweet or maybe it's fruit and you're like, oh, fruit's good, but you got to look at the grams. Gram of sugar is a gram of sugar in the body. So especially if it's not balanced with fat and protein. So if it's imbalanced macronutrients, especially carb heavy, it's going to go straight to blood sugar, you know? So we were, so my wife and I both experimented with glucose monitors to, to look at our blood sugar and mm. yeah, you eat carbs or, or a drink with some sugar in it. It does not take a lot to spike the blood sugar if it's by itself. But man, if we eat a meat stick before a beer, for instance, the blood sugar response is completely different. You know, it's like way different if you add fat and protein in with the carbs. And so for kids' foods, that's really what you're looking for, that balance. If it's got sugar, how much fat and protein does it have? If it's got a lot of sugar and not a lot else, then you need to pair mm-hmm. it. You need to add a meat stick. So we, we use the meat sticks a lot for our daughter because she's like, I want the bar. I want a treat or whatever. I'm like, okay, me, you mm-hmm. meat stick first and you can have a little sugar. Or we before a birthday party, that's, that's how we do birthday yeah. parties. It's like, that's you want birthday cake? Funny. You got to eat hot dog. So yeah. we bring the grass-fed beef hot dog with her. This is the deal. You eat the hot dog, you can have cake. It's not a reward, it's not a bribe. Like you get cake if you eat the hot dog. It's like, no, if you're going to eat mm-hmm. cake, you need to balance it with protein. It's our body's rule, we call it. It's not our rule, yeah. it's our body's rule. Our body, you know, needs protein with with carbs. And so she's very conscious. Four and a half, she knows what's a protein, what's fat, what's carb. And That's she'll tell us, but this has two proteins in it. So to talk, talk a lot about that and, and balance the macros. And then Clean Label Project, wherever possible, you know, it's it's growing fast. So you know, looking for that clean label project certification is really important for knowing that there's not a lot of heavy metals or toxins, especially for babies. They're so vulnerable and they're eating these purees as their primary food. So it's one thing when you have an older kid and they're eating a snack a couple times a week, whether it's like your baby and this is the main food they're eating or these purees, the the amount of heavy metals they're getting, the amount of, of imbalanced macros they're getting is a lot more significant. So that's where mm-hmm. clean label becomes all the more important and balancing the carbs, protein, and fat. Yeah, I love that. Those are great tips. And on the note of heavy metals, I've heard, I was perhaps talking to the wrong person once, and (laughs) I was talking about how heavy metals are not good, they're bad for babies, and they responded to me and said, well, it is what it is, that's how our soil is, doctors say they're fine, and trace amounts. How do you, like, how do we respond Obviously, there's going to be people that aren't at this this kind of level yeah. yet. They're in a different, sure. you know, mindset. They are they maybe have a lot of unlearning to do. But 
if you're able and the clean label project is able to verify that there are brands that can reduce and limit and remove heavy metals, why is it, I guess, how do we help people understand that you can have a lower heavy metal lifestyle? Yeah. I think people get so caught up in thinking there's no solution. Totally. I mean, they're not, that person's not totally wrong. Right. There's a there's a balance of of being afraid and not being able to eat anything and the stress that fear causes. It's very easy as a mom and a parent to be afraid. Actually, the amygdala fear center of the brain doubles after childbirth. Like it's a brain changes in moms where their fear center gets way bigger, but also their intuition center gets bigger as well. So they're like Mm. more more like intuitive and, and essentially more magical and brilliant, but also more afraid all the time. So it's something that you have to really integrate as, as a mom and dads also have to, to learn how to work with. So we always try to avoid spreading fear because there's a lot of, it's already scary having a baby. There's already a lot of unknowns and Migdal's already bigger. And a lot of brands, unfortunately, go for fear. They go for, for that, you know, building fear that your foods are toxic and blah, blah, blah. So we try not to do that. It's all, you know, all things in moderation. They're not wrong that trace amounts are naturally occurring in the environment. Your body has full processes to process out to- process out toxins. So, you know, it's all about amounts really in the end. And our food supply is fully contaminated. This is not unique to baby food. Every Our entire food supply is contaminated with all kinds of stuff. Heavy metals being a super scary one, glyphosate being another really scary one, organic or not. You know, the organic foods mm-hmm. have as much heavy metals, <laughs> in some cases glyphosate, mm-hmm. as the non-organic. So just eating organic doesn't actually help that much. So again, you know, less processed foods, better making your own foods, local foods are better to avoid that. But ultimately we believe the best ingredients of the supply chain, the cleanest supply should be reserved for babies, that they're the most vulnerable. They're eating these purees as the primary source of their diet. They're, everything's happening in their body. Their spine's doubling, their brain's doubling. Incredible amount of growth, a lot of vulnerability. And, you know, so the, 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 you know, just the quantity of food ratio to body mass is different because they're so small. And so, you know, we believe that's the food. If you're going to clean up, if you're going to reserve low heavy metal food, it should be for babies. And so that's where Clean Label Project's really focused on baby brands because it's like, hey, let's find the cleanest in the industry. Let's do a lot of testing and we'll work with farmers to clean up the soil. We'll create a demand for it. just even just creating demand, even just say, hey, we're not accepting any product that doesn't meet this certain standard already motivates farmers to clean it up and, you know, figure out ways. There's a, there's a systemic solution. We've got to have government involved. We've got to have major industry involved. There's a lot of soil cleanup that needs to happen in order to really clean up the food supply. But in the short run, we can set standards for baby food. The FDA should have better standards. They don't have really any standards. They just released a lead standard that was much higher than we felt it should be. There's a lot of loopholes in it. But they've said they're not going to have standards for five or 10 years, which is just crazy because like companies like us are like, we're doing it right now. Right now we can show you that we can have really clean and safe products and if we can do it as a tiny little startup, <laughs> these major baby food brands could certainly do it. And, and right. that will lead to this more consciousness and to, you know, cleaning up the soil. Yeah. I mean, really beautifully said. And the, the fact, again, that you're in 15,000 stores and you're the number Best one seller. selling yeah. yeah, product, even on Amazon for that category, it's, 
there are people that want this change. There are people, I think, dying for it, literally wanting it so badly. So I think that should bring everyone a ton of hope because when the consumer pushes the market, then the brands have to respond. And then maybe the government one day, but I don't put a lot of trust (laughs) into them. But I would like to think, and for those listening, and like you said, you know, fear can become a really big problem. I think people listening right now should realize that, yeah, there are a lot of toxins, there are a lot of bad things going on, but we are going in a really good direction because there are a lot of awesome brands out there like Serenity Kids, like Lovebird, like the other clean label verified products. And on top of it, there's a whole bunch of consumers that want this because they don't want their kids to be sick. They don't want their kids to turn into sick adults either. Mm -hmm. So I feel pretty hopeful and I appreciate you, you sharing all of that. And I guess in closing, do you have any final resources to share with the audience? Any tips? Well, I want to share about the other thing that gives us a lot of hope is the regenerative agriculture movement. USDA Organic has come a long way and done a lot to clean up the food supply, but there's still, like I said, there's still heavy metals. There's still, you know, residues. There's still a lot of environmental destruction. There's still thousands of chemicals allowed in organic agriculture. So it's time to upgrade organic. Organic is not the be-all, end-all of, of clean food and of, of healthy food and as, as well as environmentally sustainable. So regenerative agriculture is the future, which is not only making food that is sustainable, like do no harm, but actually regenerates, improves the soil, improves the land, not just doesn't add carbon to the atmosphere, but sequesters carbon from the atmosphere. And the, the, the possibilities of regenerative agriculture movement is incredible because it has greater yields in production, is a more sustainable income for farmers, is better for better life for animals, sequesters carbon, is literally undoing climate change and turning deserts into grassland while feeding the planet, creating nutrition food with nutrition off the charts. It's the most nutritious foods that you could possibly find, but much better than organic, certainly better than conventional. And so, you know, this is, this is the future, regenerative agriculture. How do we grow and raise, grow food, raise animals in a way that most is in most harmony with nature, mimics nature's Mm -hmm. natural systems, which the earth was balancing itself for thousands of years and, you know, millions of years and, and can undo the carbon load. Like the earth left to its own devices would remove that carbon over time and sequester it back into the soil via plants, via trees, and animals, especially grazing animals, really contribute to that. You can graze animals in a way that really encourage soil restoration and then more plant growth, which is more carbon restoration, more clean oxygen, more clean water. So it's, you know, it's amazing. The, the, we work with the land to market who are regenerative verifiers. We want to make sure there's no greenwashing oh of the regenerative claim because it's new, so it's easy to slap the claim on it. Even using yeah. the claim, even something that claims itself regenerative is still probably better, but third-party verifiers like Land to Market are verifying and they verify soil restoration. They say, you to get our badge, you have to prove soil microbial growth has increased. So they're verifying an outcome, not just a right. practice. Other certifiers like organic and non-GMO, some of the other regenerative certifiers, they, they certify practice. If you do X, Y, and Z, you get our certification. 
which is fine. It's just limited because you can do X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z and actually have a negative impact on the land, if depending on your land right. and how you do it. Whereas regenerative with land to market, it's like, you can, we don't care how you do it. If you're sequestering carbon, you're increasing soil microbial growth, then you're already has to be organic. You can't do that if you're adding agrochemicals. Already right. requires pasture-based systems with integrating animals and plants together, integrating plant species together. So it's not as cheap and easy as our traditional row crop agriculture, mass production of grains, mass factory farms of chickens and cows. It's, it's more expensive, mm -hmm. but it's, it's the real cost of our food. And otherwise, we're paying for that cost in healthcare costs and right. environmental disaster cleanup from climate change. And we're all pay, we're going to pay for that somewhere. So yep. looking for regenerative food, supporting regenerative brands is also a really great way to make sure you're encouraging the farmers that are doing it right and getting that really good meat, which is really the most nutrient-dense food for us and for the planet. And shouting to the rooftops that meat is good for you, is good for the planet. Yeah. Like we've got to combat this mythology that somehow meat is inherently bad or evil or unhealthy or unsustainable. And really it's just about which meat and how you eat it. But ultimately, mm -hmm. even the worst meat, even the most conventionally raised meat has still pound for pound more nutrition than the best raised vegetable. So we've got wow. to get past this anti-meat stuff and really support regenerative farmers. Yeah, I'm so glad that you mentioned re regenerative farming because that is the future and that is how we will heal the land and the people and the yep. animals and the air systems right. and the water systems off. and all. <clears throat> exactly. It'll heal all of us and regenerative is so inspiring to me and I hope to bring someone on my podcast in the future. I want to bring on a bison farmer or rancher sometime because I, I just want to get this message out there about regenerative yeah. and you were the perfect kind of segue to introduce this to the audience because there, there's a lot there to talk about. But super glad that you mentioned land to market. I'm going to include if there's a link to that, I'll include that in the show notes. Yep. And then are there any, I guess, books or movies on regenerative that people could yeah. start learning about? Yeah. Kiss the Ground is on Netflix. Okay. Really amazing movie. Really well done. Lots of A-list celebrities and a really beautiful. To, explains very clearly and eloquently what it is, how it works, how it's the future. So, so that's a really, really great resource. And I'll definitely introduce you to some farmers. Force oh, of Nature you. is a new meat company that you can order regenerative meats. You can find them at a lot of grocery stores now, especially natural grocery stores, Whole Foods, yeah. Nationwide, so forth. And they all their meats 100% regenerative. So, you know, you can check out Force of Nature. It's a really, but a lot of really great brands. Awesome. Thank you so much. And this has been such a wonderful conversation, Joe. Where can everyone find you and Serenity yeah. Kids? Look in your local grocery store. We have a lot of distribution, but you can find all of our products on Amazon. Search Serenity Kids. Our website, myserenitykids.com, has everything. We have a really amazing subscription programs where the most choices and lowest prices are and by subscribing. You set it and forget it on our website. And But pretty much everywhere baby food is sold, you can find us. And I think they can use a discount code from you to get a little discount off their first order. Yeah. Thank you, Heidi. One more thing before you go. Are you subscribed to Lifelong Podcasts? Have you left a rating and review? Are you following along on Instagram at lifelong underscore pod and at holistic with Heidi? If you're not doing so already, 
consider doing it to support our show and to help spread this message near and far. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week.